Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Metad, a podcast. I'm Paul. I'm Jimmy. And I'm Glenn. If this is your first time joining us or not, we are Meted Podcast, meta-analysis of everything, video games, and not video games, but mostly video games. I mean, let's let's be real. Let's, let's be real. Games. Mostly video games. We, we've had the sparse sprinkling of episodes that weren't about video games. I know, and and also as well, Happy New Year's, everyone. Welcome. We're sorry to everyone <laughs> who actually listens to us uh, for our, our high, avid fans. Our, yeah. <laughs> Our dedicated fail, uh, base. Yeah, um, we're like rabid fans at this point. Am on. I right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah. I don't know. What, I honestly don't want you to mean by that. <laughs> Neither do I. What do you mean by They're that? They're mad at us, probably. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. We're well into that is 2018. That is true. I did have like uh, to have two people be like, "Where the fuck is your <laughs> next episodes?" <laughs> like, come on. Um, yeah, well, so it's kind of been a you know a hiatus for us, you know, the holiday season and whatnot, and just kind of I think uh, you know all of us had something going on. Um, yeah, just you a good moved time. physically, got a new job, shit like that. Wait, no, that no, that already Was happened. That happened in like September. <laughs> it's like well, what the fuck? I'm talking about December. <laughs> physically to a different place to visit your family for Christmas. Whatever. Yeah, so I mean, like you know, we're 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 back though. So we're, back. we're back. Full force. We're here. Mm-hmm. We're doing things. All three full, of us today everyone. to talk about a game mm-hmm. and its sequel Games. also. <laughs> Plural. Yeah. Which which one? The Hotline Miami one? Uh, maybe. Is that one? And the, two. And two. There we go. Oh, yeah. That is it. <laughs> yeah. So it, I, I had played Hotline Miami a while ago, I guess, and I wanted you guys to play it to kind of get the idea of what I was I don't know it was again we were talking about this earlier where it's hard to explain Hotline Miami without playing it like it's not just a top-down it is it is just a top-down shooter but there's something about it that really caught me when I first played it and so when I finally picked up the second one I was like you guys you gotta play this game I I don't understand why you haven't played it yet but yeah, and when you and when you showed it to me, I was like, because I haven't played games in a long time, or like not that often, I guess, mm-hmm. and like I can't really dedicate like a lot of time to things like those, like MMOs are just something I can't play anymore. Like something that requires like high skill, like StarCraft Two. Like I just I can't play <laughs> a game done. that's gonna like take over, and so like having a game that's like eight hours of gameplay or something was perfect because I can like pick it up for 30 minutes put it down and then come back to it kind of right thing. like there was no no necessary like weekend binges or anything it's also exactly it's also something for me too where it's like i've known for years that hotline miami has existed and i've known that people have talked like high praise about it like and but it's always one of those things that uh and that was something i was like sort of explaining earlier was like it's one of those things that like when you look at it or when you uh would like have someone describe it to you it's kind of like for me it was like a little bit hard of a hook like i I didn't like i'm like okay so it's like a top-down shooter that's like there's a conspiracy thing or something and it's set in miami and or whatever it's like pretty gory or whatnot it's a hard sell yeah like i think it's it's one of those games that when you play it you're like oh okay i get it now like (laughs) you're like you like you slowly start to get like that kind of investment into it because you want to like fucking execute the like the gameplay perfectly and then like the story like just kind of keeps binding you in and stuff but it's also like ambiguous enough that you were you're not feeling like you're being kind of like a uh, forced into a story in a sense like, oh yeah it's kind of it's spruced in there very sprinkled in there very nicely i think it does a yeah. really good thing that we all enjoy when the protagonist is kind of like the silent protagonist where when they do speak it's not really important to the plot so we're obviously like able to put ourselves in the shoes of this silent main character silent maniac 
<laughs> silent mania. Yeah, I think yeah, it's something. I don't know. Do. I don't know if I agree. Like, with being compelled by this story getting in, like, I think that they could have done that. I'm picking up on what Paul's saying of like, yeah, it was a hard sell um, for the storyline. Like, I just, I wasn't invested in the storyline when I purchased the game, when I started playing the game. And I think even throughout, like, that's, that's the only criticism I think, or like harsh criticism that I think I have in this game is that I think they could have done more with the story to compel me more. And that's coming from somebody who like strictly likes games for you know, compelling storylines. Right, right, right. Like, mm-hmm. I, I like gameplay, for sure, but, like, I'm in it for the character development, the storylines. Yeah, like, Jack's racing. <laughs> yeah, like, Jack racing. Yeah, most compelling storyline of <laughs> all time. Most compelling story and great mechanics. Yeah. Yeah, great mechanics. Uh, no, I, I see what you're talking about. It, mm-hmm. it, it does hit the vagueness a tad too much. Like, it is it more... I, I don't even know how to explain it. Does it does it need lore? Or like, does Hotline Miami need like a lore wiki to get into it, or is it like you just create the rest? You fill in the blanks with whatever you're thinking at the moment. I don't know. It I, I agree. It, it it lacks in some respects for it having like a well thought out plot line. I just think if they because they could have made a game, they could have made the game same mechanics. Um, and just, like, made levels. I mean, they do have levels, but, like, made levels and, like, had, like, a level chart and, like, you could just pick whatever ones you want to play kind of thing and it's a new, like, puzzle, but it's a top-down shooter. Right. And that would have been fine. Like, I didn't need the story, but if you're going to add the story, that's where I'm like, okay, well, then the story should mean something. Mm-hmm. Like, the story should do something. Otherwise, like, I'll just go play Polybridge. I don't know. It's also one of those things, too, where, like, and, you know, something that you had said, uh, Jimmy, where it's, like, it has this kind of element of vagueness to it, and it's kind of this weird, um, like, not threshold, um, it's sort of like a weird place to be, because it's, the gameplay itself is very, like, strict, in a sense, um, I mean, it's very, like, the flow of it's amazing, like, the pace is, like, absolutely perfect, um, you know, like, it's kind of it's all over and it's that's amazing part about it but like you're very mm-hmm. restricted into like where you can go it's like you get onto like the floor you have to clear the floor and then you go to the next part so like you can't r- go back usually um in, right. in like most cases or like you can't like physically leave the location and show up at like you know the pizza parlor if you wanted to and then head back or some shit like that yeah. Um, that even goes to that even goes to the extreme of like there's some levels that looked like they had alternate entrances befo- besides the one you like parked in front of to enter the building and so you like you walk around the building and you can see where people are at inside the house and it looks like there's like doorways but you can't actually enter them from another side right which I thought was so weird it's very restricted it it does play up the like all of the NPCs are in their places and doing the like routes that they are doing like very specifically because that's the level and so like where you enter from that perspective Mm -hmm. would have changed like the entire meaning of that puzzle so it makes sense that the game designers decided you know like there's one fucking door and if you enter you like there's no other place to get into this room because it'll break the entire like puzzle chain yeah. Right. Yeah. And that, I don't think that's I don't think that's going against it really. Like I think the restriction made it so mm-hmm. it was difficult because they're able to like basically plan it to where they know what path you have to take, but it's still really fucking difficult for you to get. There. Right. And right. so so the point I was going to drive with it is like when you usually have gameplay like that, that's very kind of like restrictive in a sense of like you were, you're usually going on one path and there's not a lot of deviation from the path. Um, normally the story should also kind of accommodate that as well. Whereas, like, the story is very directed in a sense and, like, has that good, like, guiding nature to it. Like, there isn't a lot of, like, outside exploration that you do besides what the, like, the level, like, what is directly in front of you. Um, Like, I know in in the first one there is, um, like, you can piece together this secret puzzle that gives you, like, kind of this alternative ending, you know, by, like, examining things and, like, all the, throughout all the levels. But for the majority of it, though, like, you're pretty much going from point A to point B and, like, killing everything in between. Um, But then the story itself is very, like, leaves a lot of vagueness in it and, like, a lot of room for um, kind of, like, what it, like, well, what do you think it means, Um, I guess. And that's kind of a, 
a sort of a tricky ground to be in for like storytelling in my opinion is that you run into these moments where like that can work really well if you have a lot of information around to be able to build that up where people can kind of fill in the gaps and sort of interpret it as as they see fit and so when you have a lot of like exploration around or something where you can interact with your environments in many different ways then you kind of get more of this feel of like okay like i kind of can put it together now like because i can go to these other locations and i can kind of see like you know things aren't either adding up or like you know this thing here is kind of like similar to this thing over here but they shouldn't be so like now we have a connection and then Mm -hmm. you can kind of like piece it all together on your own in which that case like you know this the story is like pretty pretty cool for the most part or like it works out really well but when you have something that's so directed and then you have that element of vagueness to it i think it can backfire a little bit and it, it does feel like you know hotline miami sort of does like plays the card too much of like oh like what's going on you know it's kind of it's all like this is so weird you know and it wasn't something until like i had played the game gotten through it and then like had looked up some other information on it to be like did i understand it properly like was was what i thought what was going on actually what was going on and like i was mostly close but even still there were elements there that i was like oh there was yeah like i (laughs) don't i didn't pick up on that but now that it's mentioned in this kind of regard it makes right. a lot of sense. Um, yeah. I think that's, like, a good segue into, like, what what is the story? Like, <laughs> what is going on in Hotline Miami? Like, what the hell? Yeah. I mean, you're a guy and you get mysterious phone calls, which I think is a great mechanic in that you're originally, you know, told you get the arrows to go look at your phone for the messages. I think you always are given the arrow to go look at your phone, but mm-hmm. it becomes instinctive because when you're in your house in, in at least Hotline Miami 1, you can go downstairs. You can't exit, but you can, like, go downstairs and just kind of, like... Do nothing. Yeah, like, <laughs> not progress until you get to the phone. So by the time you're at, like, the third, fourth level, you know to pick up the phone, so you're, like, encouraged to progress through this game by picking up the phone getting an esoteric deliver the package to the kids birthday party and then going and murdering a bunch of monsters (laughs) and that's and that's like part of the reason why i think the story is failing for me too right because you're like yeah you just go straight to the phone and you can sometimes interact with your environment a little bit like after you rescue the per- like the girl, right? She shows up um, in your. You can interact apartment. with her sometimes, or like sometimes there's a random guy in your house apartment thing, right. and you're like, okay, and they're like, I'm eating a chicken sandwich, like, <laughs> um, yeah, and you're like, okay, so like, why why did that sequence why did the sequence have to exist though? Like, if you c- can't interact with your environment and then you go directly to your well, phone, like, it, that's where I guess I have a. It's problem. It's like the like, one link to the story, like. Instead of it being, like you said, this, like, pick-and-choose levels in the game with absolutely zero story, it's like, this is the connection between the levels, is you're a guy in an apartment who picks up a phone to go kill people. Like, yeah. That's All it. All right, so you, get, you, you go to the phone, they give you some, like cryptic message about picking your kids up from the pool <laughs> right and they like, no, drop them off. like here's here's this address so like you, you go fill in this p- job position thing that's like super like, yeah. be prompt about it yeah or what was that like what that. be dis- discretion is discretion advised. is be discreet, about, yeah like you know i always thought there was like secret those secret messages meant something when they were like Oh, and make sure you're quiet because the neighbors are upstairs or whatever they oh, say. Right. You thought like, it was oh, like I have don't to be use quiet this time, whatever. so I should use melee weapons. And <laughs> it doesn't it fucking matter. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so then you go to the you go to the house, whatever you're going to. There's a couple, usually a couple levels, and you just like kill all the people, usually, and then you're done. And dogs. And then you Still go. Forget. And dogs. Oh, dude, fucking always wore the yeah. the one mask for dogs were not aggressive. Aw, did you really? That's cute. Fuck dogs, oh. dude. <laughs> so hard. They're, they're to deal fucking with impossible to kill. Dude, honestly, a lot of the times I played. Um... Oh, okay, so also in the game, you have like masks mm-hmm. that give you special powers. Um, and you unlock more masks as the game progresses, and they just like. Usually you're just a guy, and you can use all the weapons you picked up and all that stuff. But like, as Paul said, there's a mask that like. You don't get chased by dogs, which is awesome because the dogs are like really they're hard quick. to kill. 
Sorry, I've killed dogs. I feel terrible about it. But the apologize. one that I always like. No was, real uh, dogs, though. Come apologize on. Apologize to Bow right now. <laughs> there is this one that was like Tony the Tiger that just like made your punches lethal. So instead of just like knocking him to the ground or whatever, you would just like fucking slaughter like their Great head would explode punches. Would punch. but you also couldn't pick up weapons and so like you had to be like sneaky and then just like it's like, a really fucking in, hard knock mask. one person over with the door punch the other person and then like punch the person on the ground who got knocked out by the door yeah, like, i had a lot of a door episodes game, got uh, super fun door gameplay because i had the one dude like i used the mask for while it's like doors were killer lethal. doors yeah. yeah doors are lethal yeah, yeah. and i'd be like all right i'm just gonna camp the door shoot a couple bullets to let people know i'm here and then back <laughs> just doors <laughs> the machine gun door it's yeah. just like flapping yeah. back and forth and like somehow great. hits them thank god yeah, so, yeah. like, yeah, you know, and, like, the more and more you kind of go, so spoilers ahead, like, the more you, like, you, so it's kind of cool, like, one thing I did enjoy about, like, the presentation of the story is that, like, you know, as, it would have, like, separate dates listed for things that were going on, so it's, like, you know, it all starts in, like, April or some shit, and you get to see it through May and June and whatnot of, like, mm-hmm. 1989, and one of the cool things I enjoyed about it was that you got to kind of see, like, sort of as time would go by, how things, like, sort of change, like, in your apartment and surroundings, and, like, one right, of the right, cool, right. like, interaction things you could do was, like, you know, initially you would be collecting, like, um, I think it'd be, like, on your desk or something, you would have, like, paper cutouts of, like, news articles of like your killings or whatever Mm. that you did like in the previous level or something um so you got to see that and like you kind of can infer like you know a little bit about your character and whatnot and then um did we mention you're a mass oh yeah you're also a mass murderer like you're killing like russian mobsters and a masked murderer and a masked murderer (laughs) you're killing russian mobsters for the most part but uh there's like a lot of just um you're still murdering you're still murdering is the thing and it's like very gory and graphic but it's also like not pixelized it's pixelized so like it's one of those things where yeah um regardless though is like you kind of get to see how your environment changes and everything um and then you start to see like sort of things that shouldn't be there like in your apartment there's a dude like eating a chicken sandwich rummaging through your fridge but he's like missing an eye and he looks like a dude you killed earlier on in the game And so you kind of get these things where, like, okay, he's, like, hallucinating or he's having, like, something mental go on or whatever. And it kind of, like, all pieces together later on in the story where it turns out your dude's been in a coma after getting, like, shot in his own apartment. And, like, this girl that, like, you had rescued from, like, the second level who, like, cleaned up her life and then, like, lived in with, like, lived with you and became, like, your girlfriend or whatever. Which is cool because, like, you get to see she was sleeping on the couch initially and then there was an extra bed in your like bedroom later on and right. then like the beds were pressed to like push together um yeah. to make it like a big bed a little extra details yeah so like you know it has like a cool little extra details like that your apartment gets cleaner and whatnot and then there's like this event where you know someone was sent to like for a hit on you and you end up like going um like back into your apartment like your girlfriend's been shot and like there's a guy waiting for you in a mask as well and also, a good important note is that there's also other masked killers uh, operating at the same time you are. Through the hotline. Through the hotline. Um, yeah. And so, like, you go back, you get shot, and then, like, as, like, throughout the level two during, like, each kind of, not, like, chapter, but, like, like, phase of the game, you would have, like, this weird, like, dream or whatever where you're talking to, like, three individuals in a dark room, and they're all wearing masks, and they're, like, one's, like, super accusing of you, and the other one's, like, oh, are you okay and stuff? And then the other one's, like, I know what's gonna happen. Like, do you want to remember all this stuff, actually? And, like, you're... Anyways, the whole entire thing ends up with, like, you turn out you've been in a coma for, like, after getting shot, and then, like, there's kind of this weird, like, if you piece it together, you're, like, oh, so, like, some of this stuff happened, but not the way I think it happened or how it played out. It turns out like some of the details might be a a little blurred or changed up a little bit. Um, Yeah. I mean, that whole fact adds to this like contention that you guys were having earlier where Glenn and you, Paul, like thought different things had happened because of the like epilogue events of the biker, like helmet guy. Yeah. And it's like him being alive causes like it's like a detail that is different than the comatose like version of the story so it's like those differences in the story is is like do you doubt yourself in which 
way is the correct way yeah. to have, has the game have right. the game developers a, like actually told us the correct like <laughs> i think and i think that's the problem with the story too right is like between my understanding of the story and between paul's which really aren't too no, different no. like yeah. it's minor details um but there's but there's no way f- that i can think to like reconcile the two like to see who is right i think that they're both different just like different interpretations mm-hmm. of the same story but like for this story for a lot of stories i think that's fine but for this story it's not like a moral issue where you can be like i don't know if that's right, right or wrong it's like no i really just don't understand the one that happened yeah like what what happened i don't know yeah it's a little it's weird. not like an interpretive thing it's like i should know what happened <laughs> right and so i, I think that's kind of like this weird issue we get to in the game where like you can complete it and even if you do all the like the you know the extra side quest thing where you get to see in the end like um the uh like kind of the true ending if you collected all the like sort of collectibles and the levels and got all the like the password and figure it out um in the final epilogue level when you're playing the biker also i feel like we should probably introduce the two characters we're talking about right so in the first 15 levels you play as this guy who's kind of been dubbed jacket by like the community but never given an actual name name he's like he's just the silent protagonist and he's like noted for his like letterman jacket that he when i saw jacket on this note that you had written like i was like what the fuck are you talking about i've never called (laughs) this character jacket because I, I never thought to, like, him to need a name mm-hmm. to, like, distinguish yeah. him between the biker and, the other. like, he was right. always just, like, the main character of mm-hmm. the game is interesting. And then the the other individual we're talking about, biker, um, the point of contention, I guess, rises in, like, you know, one of the mid-levels for biker, or for jacket, um, you get a call during a level, which is kind of unusual, to, like, go to the phone, telephone company where... Like, some guy in, a, like, a mask is causing, like, doing something he shouldn't be. And you show up, and it's, like, this guy wearing a biker helmet. And um, you end up fighting him. And, uh, you know, you kill him in, in like, Jacket's story. Well, it turns out, like, later on in the final five levels where you play as the biker helmet individual who's, like, obviously trying to figure out some type of information on who's sending the calls and everything of the story because it kind of gets... And is also clearly not dead. <laughs> yes. Like, it start, his events start a little bit before, like, he right. dies. But they lead jackets. into him at the telephone. Right. They lead into yeah. him at the telephone company, and in his story, he does not die. In fact, he, like, almost kills Jacket or some shit like that. Um, and so you have this, like, kind of thing where you're like, wait, like, uh, but Jacket's story, he kill him. <laughs> but he doesn't it's actually the other way around like what the fuck um so so it's like you kind of have that moment there and like it sort of affirms like the first part of the game where you're like okay jacket was actually just like misremembering things or like it's a big macho thing you know or jacket's just like i fucking killed that guy (laughs) but now i'm in a coma damn now i'm in a coma um, and so, you know, even if you do the epilogue piece with, like, where you play in the final five levels with Biker, you get the, um, what's it called? The, like, the code. Uh, you, like, walk into this building where you finally, like, figure out the address of, like, the people who are sending out the calls. And, you know, there's, like, these two, um, like, yeah. people, like, the people who are, like, dressed as janitors throughout a couple of the levels earlier on. Or, um, like, shit. They're like, shit, we've been found. And then you can, like, before you actually pursue them, you can, like, go to one of their computers where it asks for, like, a passcode. And that's what, like, finding all the extra things in the game was. Yeah, the and secrets. you put in this passcode, and it turns out they're, like, some fucking organization uh, called 50 Blessings who are trying to, like, topple the, like, Russian government or some shit. <laughs> and, like, through, like, killing these, like, Russian mobsters or some shit. And so that's like it's super cryptic and esoteric. Yeah, right. And, and so just like not down. really important, actually. Yeah, it's kind of just like sort of this binding agent that's trying to give meaning to like why you were even killing in the first place. Like, who are the people sending the calls, and why do they want these individuals killed specifically? Right. Um, and it, I think it's supposed to give rise. It's like I don't give a fuck. I just want to kill. Yeah, them. like <laughs> I think it's supposed to give rise to like that aspect of the game. And kind of, like, piece it all together, you know? And you kind of realize, like, how, like, fucking weird and futile and fucking dumb, like, these people's objectives are. But at the same time, it is one of those things where you're like, okay, so I had to, like, find... It seems weird that that's, like, what you get for doing all the extra stuff in the game. Like, that feels like it should almost be, like, given to you through just playing the game. 
some closure, damn it. <laughs> right, so... Like, the extra thing should be, like, the golden AK or something. Hey, yeah, I'd do that. <laughs> like, the golden mask, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. Golden mask gives you punches and you don't get bit by and dogs. you don't get bit by dogs. <laughs> Fucking mask so, yeah, and Anubis. It, it's funny that you mention, I mean, the whole, like, secret ending of one being esoteric and obtuse. And it's like, nothing really <laughs> changes from two. The fact that they kind of switch up they they blur the lines between like a movie reality like actual serial killers and like some war in like tropical island kind of, I don't know like hmm. Southeast Asia I think or it was something. acting even it wasn't even a real war it was like an acting war like you were acting in a movie was that also fake like, oh, it, with like again like, yeah. like it's all with blurred like, with beard and jacket in it yeah in the second one no I think that was an actual war it happened I before feel like the that was real. one though. Yeah, it's like a prequel. I'm... It's so weird, right? Like, it just is all kind I of... I thought it was a movie. I honestly thought it was a movie. No, like, to me, that never felt like a movie. That was always, like, actual military people given orders from this guy. Right. And then, like, carrying out these orders and killing these guerrilla warfare people. Because mm-hmm. it's supposed to okay. give, like, action to, like, why... Like, because that's supposed to be, like, the Russo-American War... And that's supposed to give, like, explanation to things that happened in one as well. Like, you know, to some character backgrounds. Like the, right. Like, like beard, pizza guy. Like the, yeah. yeah. Um, and it also gives, like, uh, a little bit of insight into, like, what's going on in two as well. And it kind of makes more sense with, like, what 50 Blessings was trying to do in the first game. Like, they were yeah. trying to, like, undo the effects of, like, the Rus- Russo-American War or some shit like that. Yeah. Um, it's really, it's really weird. It gets incredibly weird into at mm-hmm. the end when you're literally a Russian warlord on drugs hallucinating an entire like 15 minute section of the game like the whole thing just kind of falls apart around you which is apt to like end Hotline Miami 2 that way just like literally with an explosion <laughs> would just just nuke him <laughs> yeah I it's just it all fell apart like it was good it was to me, it was a very good like closure to the game, but it it didn't make any sense. It was just like, okay, did he like kill the president? Was that the hawk like bird that he was fighting? Was the tiger a tank? Like what? No, what is think, even like happening? Because I think in in that one, it was supposed to be the like the group of individuals who um, like they were the ones who oh, were inspired they were, by like, like embodying. Yeah, they're like, oh shit, dude, all the masked killers and shit, dude. Like, that's why it was be the like swans. Them. I got yeah, it. Yeah, and so that's like, it was they were raiding his place or whatever because they okay. found the dude's phone that they killed. Oh, the one guy okay. who was like the bodyguard to the warlord. <laughs> and they're like, oh shit, dude, here's this message. Like, oh, we should go to that address and fucking like just I gotcha. fucking kill him and shit. And then see, I like, was I was totally caught up in the moment. I didn't even link the like people's masks to yeah, them so, like. It was oh, him damn. hallucinating them and being like, "They're actual. It's an actual fucking bear." Like, I gotcha. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, that totally went way over my head when I was playing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, still, too, just way off the rails at the yeah. end there. Yeah. Well, it's hard too because like some of those episodes. I remember one episode or one chapter in particular where you're in the jungle area and like you can actually run out of bullets in those oh, areas. Oh yeah, you get fucked. Like I just got screwed one one round because I like entered an area with like very few bullets and just like had no way to kill any of these people. Mm-hmm. And so like it took me for it took me but it took me like, you know, 30 minutes to complete that chapter. And then I'm like, "Wait, what the fuck was happening? There's like five different storylines like I spent 30 minutes on this thing to get, like, no progression in the story. Like, what the fuck is going mm-hmm. on? So, I don't know. I think it's realistic to... I, I think that was the weakest part in the confusion. game because of the ammo restrictions, where you're usually used to just, like, picking up all kinds of guns, but then you're suddenly, like, bound to this weapon that you pick at the beginning. So, yeah. you're kind of, like, fucked if, you're, <laughs> if you run out of ammo. Instead of like, oh, I have a katana now. Just kidding. I have... (laughs) It's a circus of weapons. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about, um, I guess, like, the violent nature of it. Mm -hmm. Because I... There was a phenomenon that happened when I was playing that it stopped being... For me, it stopped being excessively violent after, like, chapter three of the first you game. You were over it. And instead just turned into, like, a puzzle game. Which, 
is really like I don't know if I'm okay with right. that. Right. <laughs> is is like, that I, like, like how quickly I, I was desensitized? Am you know? I gonna be a fucking murderer? <laughs> yeah, like am am I okay with murder? <laughs> no, I I completely agree. It, it does, for whatever reason, the the excessive blood and bludgeoning and curb stomping just like dissipates, and you're you, it's kind of like you become zen with it all. No matter, I think no matter who's playing it, like you're just gonna reach a point where it, you. you have to kill everyone i think for me the why i kind because yeah like same same deal as well and i think the reason why that happens is that you eventually get past like a new i mean you do it if like you were to like watch that you'd be like oh god like this is so like fucking like brutal but then yeah like as glenn mentioned you get to kind of this puzzle aspect of it where like you start getting frustrated because like you're getting fucking killed by some shit and you're like, how the fuck do I do this in the most, like, efficient manner that, like, I don't get fucking killed? Right. Or, like, I can get past this part. And then at the same time, like, you sort of get adjusted to the controls and the feel of the game as well, too. Whereas, like, beforehand, it felt very, like, you know, the first couple levels, it feels kind of, like, awkward in a sense. Because you're like, oh, I, if, I'm t- if I'm fucking pinning them, I have to keep meleeing until they actually die, like, if I'm mounted on them um or some shit right and then when you finally get the pace of it and you get used to kind of like how you can move in the levels and like picking up stuff and being able to throw it and then pick up something right away again and stuff and like trying to do combos and stuff then at that point i stopped thinking about like the actual killing was like okay how the fuck do i perform these actions in the most effective manner and like make it just so it just feels good you know like Like, to play it yeah yeah i i think there's also an aspect of the, the game pushing you through the level with the intense synth wave, like, like pulsing music, pushing you through the level. When you finally complete it, it does the whole, like, record, record scratch and then the, like, like oh, yeah, buzzy that's... synth that basically, like, calms everything down and you're just, like, left. You're the only one alive, if you've done the level correctly, like, in this building and you're just left to kind of, like, look at everybody that you've killed and like leave that way and you're like oh yeah i guess i killed all these people but i just gotta go the game's telling me to leave exit the area like there's nothing else i can do i just gotta progress i know it's kind of funny to say this but they playing to the sound thing though is they really kind of make it out of body because they make it sound as if like your ears are ringing Um... and all the other noises are like numbed right like or not numbed, but dulled. Right. I guess it's a very and like, so, like deep. It sounds like bass. It, like yeah. it has like that ringing thing though in the back, like in the background where it kind of sounds like your ear, like if your like ears a are ringing. Yeah. And then you can't interact with anything, and so like. Oh yeah, it's kind of like yeah, you're I taken s- out of it, even though you're very yeah. s- you're very much like still in the moment. Yeah. I get that. Kind of. I think yeah. the sound design in the game is brilliant. Just. Yeah every aspect of the music and breaking glass and any action that's taken by the character is so well thought out and has like a perfect sound for it. I think that does wonders for the pacing of the game, the stylistic choices. It just, Mm -hmm. to me, I was always like, yes, this is so good. I also like, I also, what you mentioned too, Jimmy, where it does like the record scratch and everything. Once you've like killed the last person in the level, because that's definitely the point in the game where, like, I, I see that happen, or, like, that happens, and I'm just like, oh. Oh, like, I just fucking murdered a lot of people. Yeah. Like, and it just felt so, like, kind of weird when you're just walking out, and you're like, this is, like... Yeah. I just want to get to my car as fast as possible to leave this scene, yeah. you know? And then, like, you go to the fucking, like, any store, like, afterwards, like, the VHS place or the fucking pizza parlor or the bar or the gas station and you're just like fucking it none of it feels right dude like it yeah. just feels like i'm a terrible person and you always get free stuff yeah well and it's like that kind of explains it in like two because it's like oh you know beard from like your war days yeah and like, but why does guys, he work everywhere i right like also something that's not really very clearly explained but yeah it's just like fucking i don't even know man like it's yeah. hard to it's hard that's to kinda, swallow yeah it's kind of weird because 
my experience, my just totally different. Just <laughs> when the record stopped, I felt like accomplished because okay, that's the thing. T- <laughs> I killed all you these psychotic people. man. You- like well, because sometimes because they have the ranking system, right? So like at the end of this and you're like, ready to get ranked. How many combos mm-hmm. you do, and if you kill people with only melee weapons or like. I don't know. They just give you extra points for whatever. And so there was a point where I was trying to get, like, the A-pluses and all the levels or whatever. And I would just feel, like, this immense sense of accomplishment. Like, oh, my God. I finally fucking did it the way I wanted to. Thank goodness all these people are C. That made my life so much better right now. C-plus. B-minus. You fucking blew it. (laughs) There was sometimes though, dude. I spent like I stopped playing the game for a while because I like I spent like 45 minutes trying to get like an A plus on one of these things, and I like finished this first round. I was like, yeah, that was fucking great. Finished the second round, yeah, that was great. Finished the third round, like, fuck yeah, I got this. B plus. <laughs> I was just like, you're like, okay, who can get an A plus? Exiting the game now. Yeah. It's also like which level did I fuck <laughs> up on? I don't even know. It's also one of those weird things where like Hotline Miami. I mean, like ranking systems in general are very weird to me. Um, mm-hmm. The only game where I felt like ranking systems were appropriate was like Sonic Adventure Two. Like battle. I was gonna say DDR. the same thing. Well, DDR as well, right? Like Sonic Adventure Two though was like the game that I was like getting right. Like A ranks matters. Like yeah. Where why? Well, because it actually unlocks stuff. Like if you like yeah. get A, it was like A plus oh, or S rank that, on yeah. like every level, like in every mode or whatever, you get like Green Hill get, Zone. Yeah, as, in 3D. Like, in 3D, and you're like, that's fucking cool, right? So. Um, but with, uh, Hotline Miami and, like, other games similar that, like, they offer, like, a ranking system, it's cool to know that, like, you're kind of performing, like, beyond, like, the developer standards or whatever, like, or at the standards that they think this is, like, a good job. But then at the same time, it feels kind of arbitrary to me. And yeah. so, like, I do, like, a C and I'm like, I don't fucking care, dude. Like, I fucking finished the level and that's all I really want it set out to do, you know? Like, right. And, because, I don't know, it just is one of those, um aspects to me that like if it didn't have like if getting better ranks did something more for me in hotline miami then i'd be like okay like yeah yeah like in that point i'd be like okay now i'm gonna try to get him because i actually want to get like cool like i don't know like there's a an argument to be made because you know part of it is like you get more points and like you can unlock masks and weapons and shit through that method or whatever Right. But, uh, you know, the only thing, like, masks were a cool system because you can kind of tailor your gameplay to sort of what you do. Um, but, you know, overall, they didn't have, like, a huge resounding effect of, like, how you actually played, like, the game for yeah. the most part. To me, masks felt more like a speedrun tool. Like, I'm doing this with Tiger Mask only, like, 100% Tiger Mask run and... Mm-hmm. To me, I was always just like, I'm going to use the most efficient mask that I can that's like, start with a weapon or start with a sword or something. I'm like, just fucking let me win. Let me win. I'm going to (laughs) win. To go back to the ranking, though, like, I feel since the, I don't think the game was uh, hard enough to not try to do well in ranking. Like, if the story's not very good, which I don't (laughs) think it is, and then you play the game... And it's like, yeah, it's difficult. Like, some will take you multiple tries. Like, the final boss fucking took me forever. Mm -hmm. But, like, most levels really didn't if I was just going for, like, whatever rank. And so when I went back to play, like, I felt like... You just had to I had to do the ranking to make the the value of the game for me feel worth it, right? Right. Like, because the story wasn't very good. And the gameplay was fun, but it wasn't particularly difficult one of the things too about it as well it's like it kind of we sort of you sort of touched on this earlier glenn but it's one of those things where like you play a game and it's kind of like how much are you willing to invest into it um which is like one of the things you said like you liked about hotline miami was like there wasn't actually like you know for playing the actual game the whole game there wasn't a whole lot of time investment put into it like you know in the game itself it's pretty easy to pick up like there's no like very like obscure mechanics to it like it's it's extremely straightforward in what you were doing um and so one of the things about playing um like for me the ranking system is very much an indicator of like putting more investment into it but then it's always one of those things i'm like well is this like how i actually like is this the game i want to invest time into to like performing really well in in most cases i'm like no like it's not so i really don't care what ranking i get 
but yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it is like a, an argument or not an argument, but it is like a point of um, it being like, you know, how much time am I willing to invest into this game to get a good ranking versus like yeah. how much like am I going to actually replay Hotline Miami? You know? And I guess and I guess my preference would be then for the game to be difficult enough to where I didn't care about rankings. And it, and it wasn't that too. So I guess it's another criticism of the game that I didn't think of before. Too easy. Like, yeah. It is too. It was. It was. GG. Besides the final boss, which was like, took me forever to figure. Because you have to like figure out the mechanic yeah, the or whatever. Yeah, and everything. Uh, yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. besides that final boss, like I feel like the game wasn't difficult enough. Um, and it made me want to play and do the rankings. But I guess like. But then it wasn't. Yeah, after 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 a very short time, I was just like, "Well, who gives a shit about the rankings? Like, is this game worth it?" Like, I did have that right. moment. It's not like I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I guess my criticism would be make the game hard enough to where I don't give a shit about rankings. Is it, do you think the game would have benefited more if instead of having a ranking system, it had a difficulty system of just like you know easy, normal, hard? Yeah, I think that would help. Cause then, um, yeah, cause then I would just play on hard mode and then be really frustrated and that'd be great for me the rankings didn't matter not because it was too difficult or too easy it was more because i never cared to look at how i was getting points so i never understood how to get higher rankings i was just like well i gotta see in this level and next level (laughs) i don't know why the only thing i ever figured out honestly was like combos to do yeah combos equal more points and i think melee weapons got you more points Mm -hmm. but i yeah to me it was like i understand i have to beat the level faster and kill a bunch of enemies in quick succession to get the most amount of points but i beyond that it felt like they're like i could do a level perfectly like boom boom throw weapons shoot everyone kill everyone at like breakneck speed and still get like an a minus and i'm like i don't know what the fuck to do different <laughs> yeah. like it's yeah there's a lot of um i don't know and even then it's like even if you did get really good rankings and you got points and stuff and it's like you unlocked like the beer bottles as a weapon and i'm like fucking when is this even relevant to yeah. me like it breaks I'm just after gonna, i throw it what the in fuck? majority times i'm either gonna be just using the guns what enemies dropped or there's a fucking like bat or lead pipe i found like somewhere like in yeah, and it's it's so funny too because like when you unlock because you unlock the katana pretty mm-hmm. early, but then you start unlocking like pretty bad weapons, which just means like on those areas that produce a random weapon, you have more chance of it being a shitty yeah. weapon. It's like, we, why? Oh great, why would the I bottle want, yeah, this time. I want the katana. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's very like you know, and like it'd be like a weird or like a different story if like doing that like you had like a because i know like we were talking about how some of the masks like you can start with like a knife or a weapon of some variety um it'd be i think it'd be different if the game had like a loadout system where it's like based on like you could choose from like weapons you unlock to like start around with that said weapon or something like that in which that case it like would have more impact to actually like unlocking weapons and like performing better as a result and getting better rankings so that you can unlock said weapons. But right, whereas without, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, without that, like I never really felt the impact of like unlocking more weapons. Like as I played the game, I was just like, all right, I guess they're unlocked me, but it doesn't fucking matter because I'm usually too fast paced playing the game to like even try and stop for that kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. But I guess that is a. Uh, strength of the game is how fast paced it is oh absolutely in, in that it it never slows down there's no there's no even when you wake up comatose from being comatose in a hospital you're like well time to escape this hospital and like sidled out of like a hospital room and killed hospital guard like that whole section of the hospital game is just <laughs> doctors. Why are there hospital guards? I don't know. What the fuck? Maybe because they figure it. out you're like a murderer or you're under like criminal protection like, or something. When the fucking like hospital was yeah. like, we're gonna employ a law force. Like a yeah, fucking, I don't know. It a security kind of force of like considerable amount. Like, I, totally, uh, I totally understand having security on premise in a hospital. Right, but for like, somebody who was attacked. For like Hotline Miami the... level of fucking Oh, I security. guess they don't attack you. You just kind of like, it does the like tinnitus thing and you wake up back in your bed. Tinnitus? Where like your ears, My tinnitus. Your ears ring 
and then it like whites you out, right? I think that's how that mechanic goes for a little while while you're in the hospital. Either way, what is tonight? It's, tinnitus it's is when ear your ears are ringing, like from like you know, like how in movies, whenever it's like an explosion goes off right next to people, and then it's and like the ringing. That's called tinnitus. Yes. Yeah, it's like when you're. It's a symptom. Yeah, well, people actually like experience yeah. it where they have like constant tinnitus, where yeah. like their ears like constantly feel like they're ringing. A low ringing. And like they can hear like a low ringing constantly without even. Like, people have reported it, like, it's common for people who go to war, like, and then come back, like, you know, as soldiers or whatever, and they come back, and they just have, like, a constant tinnitus from, like, some effect of, like, being in war. Yeah. Whether it be, like, firing weapons or post-traumatic stress disorder, stuff like that. It's, like, it's really interesting, because there's totally ways to, like, it's one of those things where, like, is that, like, an actual physical thing that's happening, or is it, like, something that is, like... Mental, mentally yeah. created but then there are like physical treatments for it like there's like some little trick you can do where like you like rub the temples of your like your like you rub your temples while like covering your ears for like a two minutes and then people are like holy shit like <laughs> this thing that's been going on for eight years in my life is like just it's gone like and you're like what like <laughs> i don't fucking know it's so weird i can't yeah. even or it's you go a whole mop, entire different. mop like an archer. Paul, how did you learn? Where? How? Where, where did you deep, learn? So deep dive on YouTube. Deep dive. You, no, the combination of like Wikipedia and Reddit. Like, because someone had brought up like, it was like an ask Reddit thread. Right. And Interest then in the topic. Someone brought up tinnitus, and then I was like reading about it more, and then people were posting stuff, and then like I started looking on like fucking, like actual like. WebMD shit and whatever and then people like a guy who's like yeah like no if you if you want to get rid of it like you can just do this and it usually works and then people being like what the fuck how did this work like yeah it was just a fucking like just one of those things where you it's almost like just Wikipedia clicking you know where like you start on one thing you're reading an article article. and you're like oh what's this fucking thing that's linked and then you just keep reading and then you realize like an hour later you've been reading like Wikipedia you're like what the fuck am I doing Learning, yeah, learning's what it is. Yeah, that's how I felt playing this game. Yeah, just like randomly clicking Wikipedia. Yeah. So we talked a lot about one. Is there anything specific about two that you want to touch on in its difference of storytelling, its new mass mechanics, like adding a semi-two-player thing? No, I mean, honestly. Two, I could have done without. I didn't. I didn't need a second run. Like I didn't need a second. I game. feel yeah. I didn't need like more confusing ass storytelling, or more ways to kill people. Like, I think some of the masks they added were pretty cool. But like, if it was just a DLC for the first game and it just like let me play the first levels over again, I'd be fine with it. Yeah. Because realistically, like the game wasn't really any harder. The story was just as confusing. <laughs> they added a few more masks, but like. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also, like, one of those things, too, where, um, like, playing the second one, um, or a lot of it was, it kind of felt like it was trying to retcon a little bit, too. Mm, um, it was trying to fix the story of one. Right. Yeah, it, of like one, like it was that. trying to, like, address, like, either, like, plot holes or, like, trying to make, like, a very standard. Because, like, you know, there's some deviation that can happen in the first story or whatever, but then it was trying to very much, like... Give it, like, like railroaded, right? Because yeah. like in the second one, Richter's alive, right? But in the first one, you have an option of killing Richter, yeah, um, or whatever. So it's like you kind of get into those moments where it's trying to like retcon and make like a this True is what the story line, is, yeah. right? But then it's also one of those things where like I the Hotline Miami. At the end of the day, I wasn't playing Hotline Miami for its story or something like that. Like I was playing Hotline Miami to get like this really fucking like sort of a a very refined top-down shooter game that was like fucking had cool beats to it and shit like that you know and whatnot and so that was kind of the main reason and i you didn't need a second one for that for that reason like the the first one did it pretty damn good and the second one like it kind of felt it was one of those things where it could it could potentially do more damage than than good mm, to like yeah. trying to like fix the story and stuff like if there was a hotline miami too like i just would have wanted like it could have been totally different setting totally different time whatever it didn't need to be continuation of the first story like it just needed to be like its own thing that was like 
just refining that gameplay to being even more yeah. enjoyable. It's like in Mass Effect 1 where they did everything right and you're like, wow, this game, maybe just a little bit more refining and this game could be like the best game ever. Mass Effect and Andromeda. They just ruin it from there on. Even in 2, man. Like, even in 2, I was like, it was real hard for me at times because I was like, why the fuck would you, why would you change the leveling system? The we leveling system in 1. We have a whole episode one, on how much we but dislike. But the leveling in 1 was so good, it just needed to be balanced. Like, that's all it needed. It just, like, there was just shit that was obviously so abusable, but if they just balanced it, it would have been fucking amazing. Uh, shotguns, shotguns OP. OP. Which is weird, because, like, shotguns, how they worked, you're like, they pretty much are sniper rifles. But if you think about shotguns in real life, you're like, that's, that's still pretty accurate, though. Like, you're, it's still a projectile that shoots forward, and, right, like, it's just a scatter shot, but it's not like it fucking loses all of its fucking, right. like, force. It's still, like, like, bullets, kind of. Yeah, like, it's still a... It's still a projectile that's going to travel a pretty far distance. Like, it's just not going to be, like, a, a one big solid mass traveling in one direction. It's, like, a bunch of smaller mass traveling in mostly the same direction, yeah. you know? Like, it's just one of those things where, you're like, it, it's probably the most realistic, like, video game representation of how shotguns work. But then, as a result, they're just fucking, like, overpowered. <laughs> it's just, like... Oh, it's fucking ridiculous. I mean, obviously, it's a, it's a little exaggerated in one and how that works. Yeah. Like, they are, like, sniper rifles, pretty much. But you're like, no, like, I would still expect shotguns to do a, a decent think, amount of damage I think the distance. problem is that they added snipers because they wanted a sniper class, mm -hmm. right? But then you're not shooting 300 yeah, yards away. Yeah, there's no You're shooting situation. At, at, at any one point, like, 20 yeah, yards and then max, you realize like, that, like... The, the real difficulty cap that you're putting on your game is the fact that you want Garrus in your team, but Garrus only <laughs> use snipers. <laughs> and so you're like, oh, you're like, Garrus, put the sniper like, rifle Don't down. fucking use How do sniper. I get the Turian on my team without the shit? I know, right? and you're like, ah, it's a sacrifice. I'm just playing this with two players, <laughs> like two members. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. I'll just give Handy them assault cap. rifles. They're also garbage. Yep. Um, I think that's a good place cool. to... So now... <laughs> Pretty much. Well, I did. I did want to ask one more oh, question. Okay. So, Pose it. Or I guess two okay. questions. But like, what was your most used mask, and what was your favorite? Oh mask? shit. Uh huh. Dude, I don't remember. I I I went pretty OG first run. I did only chicken. I never. The Richard. Yeah, I never switched it up. Mm -hmm. I was the Let's cock. See. God, what was my most used mask? I like the um the wolf one. I was a big fan of when you start with the knife. Um, that guy's great. Oh, to yeah. use the wolf yeah. for a decent amount. And then there were some levels I would use, like, the giraffe. Because um, having the extra, like, where you can see further down. <gasps> oh, yeah. Because um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, sometimes I was like, God, I feel like I'm fucking dying just because I didn't know the enemy was there. Like, it wasn't because, like, I fucking misplayed it. Like, right. it's just like, yeah. they're just literally out of my vision and I died from them shooting me. <laughs> like, because they have that, like... Yeah. AI. Anyways, yeah, yeah. um, probably the most used mask. Yeah, it's gonna be a combination of that one or the um, fucking the door mask. I think that was the uh, <laughs> door mask. So was good. That the, was that the elephant resident sleeper? Was that the elephant mask? Uh, or the rhino? Shit. I honestly only played it like twice. So. Yeah, I oh, I remember, remember that because I end up. I realize I camp a lot of doors when I'm like in a, a position. I just bait enemies with like bullet sounds, and I'm like, all right, fucking come to me. <laughs> Might as well have kill kill doors. Yeah. I know. I was like, I end up. You know, I hit enemies with doors a lot. This is gonna probably just work out to my advantage. Well, that's good. Mm -hmm. My most used mask was the. Uh, I think it was the viper. And it's like your projectile weapons, or not projectile, but like your thrown weapons are. Oh, lethals. like all of them are lethal. Oh, I yeah. remember that. Yeah, one. Yeah, so you can like throw, you can like throw a gun at somebody, which would normally just like knock them but out or like them. knock them to the floor, but it would kill them. And so like I would just like sniper people from across <laughs> the room with just like any thrown weapon. Oh, that was glorious. I like that one. And then my favorite, I think my favorite one. I'm gonna plug it. Is the where you got to play as like two different the players swarm. yeah they like had the same controls so like but yeah it was chainsaw and up pistol. your wazda they would just like follow the same um path or whatever mm -hmm. but you had like one person who would shoot and then one person who would do melee and it was like a chainsaw and like a pistol yeah it was good shit and they weren't particularly good honestly, no it was the very difficult when you had when you were yeah forced the to chainsaw play took like 
10 seconds to kill people so you couldn't do it in like a room of people not 10 no it it was a while though it took a long fucking you always had to like activate the chainsaw kill and then like shoot anyone that came towards you yeah and then the pistol like sometimes like would shoot and like didn't kill people when like most guns like one Mm. shot one kill it was like a half but then that pistol was like not very good and also hard to control because like you're two different people, so you don't always know which one it's yeah. shooting from. Yeah, it was know. tough. But that was pretty... I don't know. I thought it was a cool mechanic. It was great. It was my favorite part of that, like, most surprising part of Hotline Miami 2 was I was like, whoa, this mechanic never existed before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was cool. Cool. But, yeah, that's pretty much it for Hotline Miami. I I want to plug the soundtrack again because it's... It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the music is definitely one of the, the best aspects highlights of that game. Of one like, and two. Yeah. It, it, they're both good. And I want to say that, like, this game honestly gave me, like, hours of fun gameplay. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's on Steam sale for, like, both of them for, like, five bucks. So if you get a chance, listeners, to download this game, like, honestly, it's worth yeah. it. And I'm sorry I shat on it. No, so. yeah. Like, I think I think all in all, it is a, it is a good game. Um that does its genre very well in yeah. terms of like mechanics and gameplay it's just one of those things that uh for me it doesn't have a ton of replayability like i can i played through it i enjoyed it and like it felt very good but i don't think i would like p- pick it up again you know right and i think that's yeah. also just a preference thing like you know i'm top-down shooters are not my like my go-to for like i want to play something like a game or something you know yeah but as far as top-down shooter goes pretty good if, yep, pretty good. If you're pretty listening to this podcast and you have any of your favorite top-down shooters that you want to like tell us to play, or just like tell other people to play and tell us to tell people to play, fucking do it. Because I, I <laughs> yeah, because we were honestly like thinking of top-down shooters before this, and we can come up with like three. yeah, yeah. like it I mean, really and you know, looking honestly. at it, there's like there definitely is some good top-down shooters yeah. that have come out recently. Um, but yeah, I think it's just one of those things where it was kind of a. I would say even almost like Hotline Miami kind of like revitalized that sort of genre because it definitely so. did feel like a you look at like top down shooters and then you get a bunch of games from like 1990 to 2003 and you're like what yeah like, what and then you, yeah yeah I I have played there was one it's called like Teleglitch and I've played very little of it but it's I had it on Steam from like a humble bundle or something and it's mm-hmm. like it's pretty fucking good. But for most top-down shooters, like, they're pretty difficult. So mm-hmm. it's always something to get over that yeah. difficulty. Um, but th- this has been our episode on Hotline Miami uh, and 1 and 2 and mm-hmm. just kind of shitting all over it. <laughs> we got the boys back in town. Boys are back the in town. The boys are back in town. Um, the boys. But, but th- for me, last thought is I'll basically play like any game that puts you in like a Miami Vice, like pink and blue setting of just like rolling it. Oh, really? Yeah, I'll play any fucking game that does like <laughs> gets you in that. Why is that a thing? I'm going to find some real shit. I'm going to fucking that. play them. We're going to have a whole a thing? Miami Vice 80s episode. It's and like it's going to be real good. <laughs> I'd fucking do it. Why? I don't know. I'm why a, is that? Why are you so drawn to that? I'm a glutton. I don't know. It's something about the music and the okay. colors and yeah. the. It, it's just like a vibe that I get. Maybe it's just because like I associate like Miami and it's like Florida, and then I'm instantly assuming like just associating everything people. with Florida, and I'm like, fuck. Yeah, that no, like the like, worst thing ever. <laughs> you have to like disconnect it from reality. This is like a this is a faux past that never actually happened it, mm-hmm. but it's it's right, kind of yeah. like the ideal like cyberpunk Miami that doesn't mm-hmm. exist in the 80s the 80s but it's like what I want to exist so <laughs> I don't know okay that's what I take okay, from it okay. uh, thank you for do we want to since we have like uh, our episodes planned out do we want to maybe give some spoilers to next week's episode if we do it next week i don't know if we should <laughs> tease yeah, that yeah we shouldn't we shouldn't tease unless we have our if we stone. have the time <laughs> yeah and a way to oh get it get it cool 
That's our yeah. that's our little teaser. Yeah, I think we talked about for maybe next week, week, maybe whenever we can record again. Because fuck planning, right? And and we might have a guest due for that one as well. Oh yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, I think we could. Uh, I think we can. I got a, a guy in mind who uh, might have the time, time. Oh. To, to do this. The time. Uh, is he a registered gun owner? <laughs> what the fuck? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Meta Podcast. Uh, meta analysis of everything. We're playing Crown of Time. <laughs> <laughs> we never tease things like this. Uh, it, thanks for listening. Leave us a review on whatever you listen to your podcasts on. It really helps us out. <laughs> it does. It does. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. And thanks for listening. You've been meted. Bye. Bye. Bye.